Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardy from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hi friends, so excited you're here with me today. If you decide to listen to this podcast to gain some major inspiration, some motivation, and to have the tools and techniques to uplevel your life today, you came to the right place. This episode is going to be such a good one because we're going to dive deep into our inner self, do some pre-inner work, and get you guys ready to release what is no longer serving you. Sounds fun, right? First, I wanted to touch base on some things that have been changing for me in my life and some realizations I've been having from it. You guys know I'm always sharing with you the things that I'm working on, the things I'm releasing, and my hope is that that can benefit you guys and help you kind of take a look at your own life in that in that light. So this past weekend, I had my very first photo shoot. Very fun, right? It sounds amazing, but it made me have some big realizations that I need to talk to you about. So I've known I needed to book a photo shoot for months. I need professional photos for my website and for branding purposes, marketing material, um, the things that go along with running an online business. So it's super normal to people who are running an online business, but not a totally normal part of life um, for other people who aren't doing those things. So I kept putting this off and I didn't know why. I, you know... The more I think about why, um, it's like I had all these excuses in my head, right? I didn't want to spend the money, even though in retrospect, it's a very minimal cost compared to other business expenses and investments that I've made. So that felt like a real reason, but looking back, it was totally just an excuse. That wasn't a real reason, um, but you know, nonetheless, I used it as an excuse. Then I couldn't find a photographer. I half-assed looked for one on Instagram for like a minute asked around to see if anyone could recommend someone, and then I let myself have another reason not to do it. I couldn't find someone right away. And I even thought about asking some other online business owners in the area um, who I know do photo shoots regularly, but for some reason I didn't ask them. And these excuses were exactly that, excuses, but they felt so real, so I never questioned them. So finally, I'm getting my website updated, And when I was speaking to the girl who's doing the um, update of my homepage and she's asking me these branding questions and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, I need to do a photo shoot. I actually need to do this. And it wasn't until I found a photographer and booked the shoot and started talking to people about it that I realized why I had so many excuses that my brain just thought were real. I felt weird about it, guys. I know, I know. Candid confidence, girl, it's supposed to be always feeling great about everything and never have any, you know, self-doubt, but I'm a human. I am a human, damn it. So I totally still feel insecure and I feel the what ifs and I wonder if people are judging me and wonder what people are thinking. I've just learned how to work my way through it and push myself through it, but we can only do that for the things that have come to the light. We can only do that when we've acknowledged that there's um, an insecurity that we're holding on to. So yeah, I felt weird. I was telling people about the photo shoot and I felt like, what are people thinking about this? You know, are people going to think it's weird? Are they going to be judging me? 
Am I suddenly going to be unrelatable to my friends and family? Of course, no one, like, no one actually said these things, but, and maybe no one even thought them. Um, but to me, you know, or maybe they did. Who knows? That part doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter what people actually thought about me having a photo shoot done. It really doesn't. What matters is I uncovered my own excuses and made the realization to myself of what I was actually afraid of, being unrelatable. That's the underlying fear. I'm doing things that are very different from what a lot of other people I know are doing. And um, it's, it's out of my comfort zone. It's a little bit different. And so it's hard to do things that are new to us and that are different to us and still feel like, you know, am I going to be accepted? Essentially is the underlying cause of a lot of our issues. Once I realized the problem, um, I let myself feel the feels for a little bit. You know, I, I uh, tried to explain it to my husband. He didn't really understand. He's like, why is it weird? Well, it's not weird, but doing something that makes you feel unrelatable is uncomfortable. So I let myself feel upset for a little bit. I was like, oh, what are people thinking? And then I got to work. I got to work in my journal, writing out all of the ways I felt and questioning it. So what this looks like, and when I tell um, my clients or people you know, on Instagram that I'm talking to or whoever it is, um, when I'm doing my, my rants over there on my Insta story, I mention a lot of the time, um, just like free writing in your journal, just writing down all the ways that you feel. So when you're analyzing a problem, what that could look like is just literally just writing, like just writing the ways that you're feeling. Then you see everything written down and you can start to question it. So A, is it true that people aren't going to like me if I'm running around the city having a photo shoot for work? No, it isn't true. Or maybe it could be, but it isn't an absolute fact, right? It's not a fact and I honestly, I can't ever know what people are thinking. I can't look into people's brains. And at the end of the day, it's none of my goddamn business what people think about me having a photo shoot. And then there's B. Even if people are thinking I'm less relatable, so what? Am I going to stop running my company? Am I going to give up my dream of changing thousands of women's lives? Of course not. This is part of it. Things are changing and that's just part of what comes along with doing something like this. All of that to say, you know, question your excuses. What things would you be doing if you weren't holding yourself back by worrying what others will think? Are the things you're saying you can't do yet because you can't afford it or you don't want to spend the money on it, are those all true? Or is any of that a cover-up? I just think this is such a deep subject. This is like so much deeper than photo shoots. That just was like an example for me. But it's like we all have things that we we want to do, but for whatever reason, we don't do them, even though they're the things that would be leading us closer to where we want to be. We hold ourselves back. We don't think we're good enough. We think it's too risky. We're afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid we're going to look stupid. And a lot of the time, it's us worrying, what are other people going to think? As if we could ever know what other people are thinking. When you feel resistance to something or triggered by something like this, journal it out, write it out, and examine why you're feeling this way. Ask yourself what you're truly afraid of and let those feelings come out as you're free writing. 
And then ask yourself those questions. Is this true? Is this the absolute truth beyond a shadow of a doubt that I can know for a fact? Okay, so the next topic I wanted to talk about is digging into what the things are that we feel are, quote, who we are. I talk about this one a lot because it is so crucial. We will always, always, always align ourselves and continue to make subconscious choices towards the things that we feel go along with, quote, who we are and what that part of us would do. And I recently came across, um, as you guys now know, I mean, I literally came home from work today. It's, it's a Wednesday when I'm recording this. I came home from work today and um, hung out with my husband for a minute. We had some soup and we watched an episode of The Office. Love it. Um, and then I just like got out my journal and I started, I started like digging into my like deep subconscious mind. So this is like obviously what I do freaking every day, but I had a pattern or kind of like a habit recently that I've been digging into and it's something I've struggled, struggled with for my entire life as long as I can remember. And deep down, I really truly believed for so long that this was who I was, that it was somehow in my nature. And I had some situations in childhood that I feel like I was using as an excuse for me to be this way. We all go through some situations in childhood. We all have things that, that, you know, different situations that make us believe things about ourselves. And for me, I think I was using some of that as an excuse. And I let myself, you know, make these habitual mistakes that were out of alignment with my true values because I had this excuse. It was who I was and I couldn't help it. Or could I? Excuses are awesome, aren't they? They let us live our life any sort of freaking way that feels good in the moment. And usually they lead us totally out of the way of where we truly want to go, but they're so often the easy way out. Or they're the most similar to what we've always done, aka the comfort zone. And it's so easy to spot excuses in others, right? But why is it so hard to pick up on our own excuses. But that's how our brain works. Our, we are hardwired to always believe that we are right and correct, and excuses allow us to feel that way. They make us feel like we are right. So pay close, close attention to the things that you believe are part of who you are. The things you do that you know you don't truly want to do that don't lead you to your best possible life, that don't lead you to the best possible version of you, what are those things? And does any part of you deep inside continue to do them because you believe it's who you are? Do you have any incidents from childhood maybe um, or you know, young adult life or teenage years or anything like that that you're kind of using as a crutch, almost making it like you're the victim. And a lot of these situations, we are the victim, right? We're a kid, we are the victim, but we don't have to carry that with us for the rest of our lives and allow it to lead us further and further and further away from our highest potential. Maybe it's time to let go. I had a client a while back who 
had made a mistake. And this mistake was kind of making the client feel like and question, is this who I am? Is this part of who I am? And the mistake felt detrimental to this to this client. And you know what I told them was everyone makes mistakes. And I guarantee most people that you know have done worse things, but we don't just go around running around flaunting our mistakes, right? So when we do something that feels like a big error, we often feel alone. We silently judge the fuck out of ourselves. And this is the worst thing we can do. Because when we're allowing ourselves, and it's it's hard, I mean, when we make a mistake, that's that's the thing that we typically are gonna do, right? We're gonna be focusing on the mistake. And the problem is when we're focusing on the situation, that's how we're allowing it to become part of our identity. That's how we risk repeating it because we struggle so hard to forgive ourselves and let it go. And then there's the religious aspect of our mistakes as well. Is God judging me? It's like, guys, did you completely miss the part where of the Bible where Jesus died to teach us forgiveness? Because I thought that was one of the biggest events of the Bible. God's love for you, it's unconditional. It is not conditional. He doesn't only love people who don't make mistakes. He wouldn't have anyone to love, right? And even if you feel like you've done something really bad that God definitely doesn't like, please just know that his love is unconditional. Please know that. Because until you forgive yourself and truly release your past, you are more likely to continue self-sabotaging if you're believing this is somehow part of your character. Maybe you don't believe in God. Maybe you got turned off to religion at some point. Um, maybe you consider yourself spiritual but not religious. Maybe you're Jewish or Hindu or practice some other form of religion. Either way, I want you to remind yourself that whether in your mind it's the universe or spirit or God, or maybe it's just yourself, your highest self, Remind yourself that love is unconditional. And maybe you're the one who needs to give yourself that forgiveness and give yourself and remind yourself that your love for yourself is unconditional. I think the biggest thing that turns people away from God is the idea that he is a conditional God and that he only loves these cookie cutter humans who go sit in a building every Sunday called church and who never make any mistakes, except they obviously all do. Personally, I don't believe that at all, um, but I think that's what turns people away. And to get off of, of a religious note, although I am going to do a whole podcast on the connection between religion and spirituality and some of that whole dichotomy, but moving on from that a little bit, um, it's just forgiveness Forgiveness of ourselves is so important. Learning to forgive others and truly forgive others is so important too. And that doesn't mean holding grudges or bringing the thing back up when you're in a fight with your significant other. It means letting it go. It means acceptance. And think about it. If you have a partner maybe, and or you can think of a situation where something has occurred, um, and you kind of keep bringing it back over and over and over and over and over and like, bringing it back up, even though it should be a situation from the past, 
you're essentially telling that partner, this is who you are. I'm worried that this is who you are. I'm worried that this wasn't just one error in judgment. I'm worried this is who you are. And what do most humans become? Most humans become what other people tell us we are. So in terms of acceptance, acceptance is 1000% a concept to grasp and start practicing regularly if you want to be happy. Often people are told to forgive their parents when they have trauma from, from childhood to often their past. And that's not bad advice, but sometimes, sometimes it can cause a child to be forced to almost become an adult, to almost become equal to or greater than the parents. When sometimes that child just needs to be able to be allowed to remain in the child role. And acceptance can be very powerful in this situation. So rather than if, if maybe it hasn't worked for you to forgive the adult from your past, the parent from their your past, or maybe you're just looking to dig a little bit deeper into this release work, accepting that things are the way that they are, accepting that the past happened and that all we can do right now is, is um, you know, all we can change is, is right now and the future. So acceptance versus that forgiveness because it isn't always super possible, you know, just, just accepting people for who they are and just accepting them and accepting ourselves. It's often said that the first step to changing any bad habit, any pattern, any self-sabotaging behavior is acceptance. If we can first learn to accept every single tiny piece of our lives, that is when we'll make the changes because it's, it's our resistance to it that makes it hard to change. If we're focusing on the resistance, if we're focusing on who we're not or, or things like that, if we're, when we're not accepting things, we really can't make those changes. So additionally, I mean, the first step really is to identify these problems, right? And often they hide deep. And I'm not gonna stop mentioning journaling. <laughs> I can promise you, if you keep listening to this podcast, I will be always talking about journaling. But start free writing about the situations that you deal with, the things from childhood, the things that have happened in your lives. Keep writing and just keep digging deeper and deeper and just write whatever comes up for you. It's so therapeutic. It's similar to talk therapy and it gives you the opportunity to question these things um, once you see them written down. Okay, so one last kind of crazy concept here that I want to dish on today. So the weight of negative energy on the body, the physical experience that we have here on the physical plane. I'm all about filling our body with nutritious food and giving it exercise. I think this can heal a lot of our emotional problems because our gut is directly tied to our brain, right? So how could the quality and quantity of what we feed ourselves not have a significant impact on our brain function, our emotions, our energy levels. But I'm also a big believer in the impact our emotions have on our body and our, and our physical health. There's an amazing documentary on Netflix called Heal, totally worth a watch. And also the documentary, The Secret, if you haven't watched that yet, also discusses this concept um, and that's on Netflix too. So this is my belief though, holding on to shame, Holding on to guilt, 
holding on to judgment, holding on to the victim mindset, holding on to resentment. That negative energy that we're holding deep, deep inside of us, that's probably going to manifest itself into health problems. They say laughter is the best medicine and literally, I don't think it's a joke. No pun intended. I spoke about the power of intentions a few episodes ago and how placebos work. And this is kind of similar to that. If you haven't listened to that episode, go give it a listen. It's super, super interesting. Super full of factual knowledge there and scientific stuff. So essentially, mind, body, and spirit are all connected. Shit food and shit emotional baggage are both going to harvest in your body and become health problems. Maybe you think that's a load of crap, but can it hurt? Can adopting a mindset of, I have control over my mind, body, and spirit, and I will commit to replenishing it, be harmful? Can shedding emotional baggage and releasing guilt, shame, and resentment be harmful? Absolutely not. Pushing them in is what's harmful to our physical health, to our mental health, to our happiness. And guys, stress is proven to cause up to 75% of doctor visits. Crazy, right? I believe a lot of stress and anxiety is caused by harvesting all these old experiences and emotional baggage that we have yet to release. So commit to digging into what is truly behind your fears, your doubts, your insecurities. And if you're like me, worrying about something as petty as a photo shoot, Just decide if this is something that will bring you closer to where you want to be. And if it's going to, then just do it and don't look back. Jump into starting a business. Jump into going to graduate school. Take the risk. Change careers to do something you love. Ditch the mediocre relationship. Life is too short to make our choices based on the approval of others or the the perceived approval of others or the approval of society. Decide today to approve of yourself. Okay, that's all I've got today. I hope you loved this episode. I hope you found it super helpful. And if you did, drop me a rating and a review so others can find this podcast. Share it in your Insta story or on Facebook. Tag me. Let me know what your takeaway was. And also, guys, let me know what else you want to hear about on the podcast. Shoot me a DM um, over on Instagram. I'm at candid.confidence. I love you and I can't wait to see you again next week.